What's up, everybody, and welcome to From the Top Rope. I am your host, Gerge Brooms, and I am here with From the Top Rope Podcast, episode number 59, here on the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. Before we jump into today's episode, don't forget you can follow me on Instagram at I Hate Gerge Brooms. You can follow this podcast at From the Top Rope Podcast. We are part of the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. Tons of content going on on our podcast feed. You can follow us on Instagram at WrestleBuzz, on Twitter at WrestleBuzz with three Z's, and at WrestleBuzz on TikTok. Uh, I am one of three podcasts here on the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. Our flagship show, the Wrestling Journal Podcast, you can usually catch their episodes dropping on the weekends. Uh, you can follow them on uh, Instagram at the Wrestling Journal Podcast. And our brothers over at the Project Cafe Podcast. Uh, they drop episodes about midweek. You can follow them on Instagram at project underscore kayfabe. Um, it has been a long time since I did a From the Top Rope proper podcast. And I just kind of wanted to run down um, the top 10 stories of the week this week. And kind of give you guys like a like a where I've been, what I've been doing. And I just want to say, man, um, I've been very, very busy. And I think about this podcast all the time and sometimes I just get so busy that I can't even like consume wrestling content to then come on and talk about it this week and uh and that's it for this week too I, I watched Dynamite this week and I, of course I watched AEW Revolution but I wasn't really able to catch anything else just a very busy weekend um you know parent uh life full-time uh job uh I've got other hobbies too so trying to do that uh I make and sell my own bath bombs. If anyone's interested in that, follow me on Instagram at I Love Bath AF. Um, but yeah, so just busy, busy times, and I haven't been able to do this. And actually, I'm still working on uh, chapters two and three of the epic of the Tribal Chief two, and uh, I need to get all that finished up this week so I can have it all wrapped up by the time WrestleMania gets here. So stay tuned for that. I'm working on it actively. I'm just so busy, and work has been so. So busy, and I hate it. I know everyone out there listening who has a job and tries to maintain uh, their love and passions outside of a job. I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, sometimes after really exhausting days at work, it's just hard to kind of jump in and and do these hobbies that kind of become jobs too. Like I take what I do here at the From the Top Row podcast really seriously. I know everybody at the Wrestling Journal or excuse me, the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network, Wrestling Journal, Project KFA. We all do that. We all take what we do seriously, and we want to make sure we're producing you guys a good product. So sometimes I can't do that, and sometimes just life comes up, and uh, I wish I had more time. Um, I need to retire so I can just sit here and talk wrestling with you guys full time. But uh, like I said, uh, this is going to be kind of a, a smaller podcast. Like I said, I didn't consume that much wrestling this week. Uh, I did watch Revolution, which... If you follow me on my Instagram at From the Top Row Podcast, you'll see I gave that a five out of five. Um, absolute phenomenal show. Uh, our boys over at Project Kayfabe uh, did a, a review of that show this week, so go check that out if you haven't listened to their podcast yet. Real good breakdown of uh, the not only the show, but they did all. They talked wrestling this week and Wrestling Journal podcast. I'm probably I'm, I'm probably I know I've listened to both their shows. I'm going to talk about a lot of stuff, same stuff they talked about this week. Just kind of give my own spin on it. And then hopefully I will have chapters two and three of the Epic of the Tribal Chief uh, coming to you this week. Um, I love doing it. It's just it takes a lot of time to write, and sometimes I don't have that time, and it kind of sucks a little bit. Um, but, yeah, 
So I just wanted to come on here this Monday morning, and I just wanted to talk about the top 10 news stories of the week coming out of wrestling. I could even do like match of the week, even though match of the week would obviously be MJF and um, and Brian Danielson over at AEW at Revolution. Hands down, fantastic match. Um, uh, oh God, I walked away for two seconds and I came back and it was 2-2. And I was like, what the hell just happened? Um, but yeah, you know what? Let's just jump right into it. I just want to talk about the top 10 stories of the week. So this is your 10 count. All right, so the 10 count is the top 10 news stories of the week. So let's just go ahead and kick it off. Number 10, WWE announced Backlash on May 6th in Puerto Rico. And it will be hosted by Bad Bunny. And they also announced King and Queen of the Ring in Saudi Arabia on May 27th. Now, I personally think the Puerto Rico show is awesome. Like, that's just great that they get back there. I was listening to somewhere where they haven't done a a pay-per-view in Puerto Rico since, uh, like, 2005. I think that was New Year's Revolution. And, uh, obviously, with Bad Bunny hosting it is, I mean, they're going to sell out, hands down. And it is going to be a hot, hot, hot crowd and with what's going on at WrestleMania, obviously backlash is like a great opportunity for either some rematches or some fallout from WrestleMania, whatever it might be. So we have some potential. I mean, we're going to see, you know, hopefully see Cody Rhodes win the title at WrestleMania, and then we'll see him defend it at, um, at backlash. So, I mean, who would he defend it to? I've pitched it before that he should defend it against Sami Zayn. Uh, but if Sami Zayn's going for the tag tiles, he'd be a tag champ. So I don't know. Um, I also saw rumors that it might be Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns versus, uh, Cody Rhodes, who's, who will be champion in a triple threat. I think that's a great idea too. I mean, they have to split those belts up, right? It, it, they, they haven't been able to split the belts up because they can't, haven't figured out a way to not hurt Roman. So I get that, but Cody could figure out a way with Cody taking the belts, they could figure out a way. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe they do a triple threat and, uh, you know, they do the whole, Whoever gets the first pinfall gets one belt. Whoever gets the second pinfall gets the other belt or whatever it might be. So maybe that's something. And King and Queen of the Ring would be phenomenal. Um, I think and I think it's going to be like a full tournament style done at the, the premium live event. So that would be fantastic. Um, I always think about, you know, what was it, King of the Ring 2000, whatever it was, where Kurt Angle wrestled. Was that the, that the one where he wrestled in the King of the Ring qualifying match and then had to wrestle Shane McMahon later on that night or something like that? Um, I always thought seeing wrestlers wrestle more than once in a night was awesome. So really looking forward to that. Uh, we could do a whole nother podcast on who we think would win King of the Ring um, uh, and Queen of the Ring, but uh, that's for another podcast. All right, story number nine. WWE is in talks to legalize gambling in Colorado and Michigan on their finishes. Now, a couple things. So I don't understand, like, um, uh, whatever is that, uh, Dual bets or whatever. Uh, what's the one that AEW is sponsored by? FanDuel or whatever. All this stuff. I don't understand any of that stuff. Um, I don't do stuff like that, so I don't understand it. I know they do like weird things, like you can, you know, who's going to come out first or whatever, who's going to hit their finisher first or whatever. They can do stuff like that. But uh, with the conversations they're having in Colorado and Michigan, it looks like they'll actually be able to place bets on the finishes of matches. Now, you're probably asking yourself, Gurch. How is that possible? The matches are predetermined. Uh, that seems pretty unfair. Well, apparently part of the conversations are, is that like months in advance before the actual event, the, they would actually determine the winner, seal and protect that information, and then only let the 
wrestlers know, um, just a few hours before it happening, after betting has been closed. And, you know, I guess my whole thing on it is, like, what's WWE getting out of it? Is, like, WWE get a cut of it or something? Or, like, you know, I, I, WWE has to get money out of this. Like, that's the only reason that they would actually be uh, lobbying for this. Because lobbying costs money. So they're putting money into getting this happening. So I'm assuming WWE gets something out of it. But other than, like, the, the, the financial gain, like, I mean, I guess the financial gain is everything where you're a business. But uh, I just don't understand. Like, it just seems weird to me that they would even care if people can bet on their stuff. Because they're... Other than money, I guess that they would have to be making money because it seems silly. It seems it seems like it would hinder stories. And then I think I was listening to the Matt Men podcast, and they were talking about how you, you know you have people like Mattel and production and all this stuff. There's like so many people who have to be in the loop of knowing who's going to win because they help drive storytelling or they help drive like Mattel. Like if if Cody Rhodes used him as an example. If they knew two months ago, like, all right, Cody Rhodes is going to win the championship at WrestleMania, then that gives them plenty of opportunity because they want to start putting that championship. Uh, they want to get the T-shirts made or, you know, the T-shirts, the, the whatever the company that does their T-shirts wants to get their T-shirts made. They want to get the toys made. They want to get all that fun stuff made in time for that type of stuff to happen. Um, it's a scripted TV show. So I don't understand the other than money, I guess. I, I, I I guess whatever WWE is going to get money out of this, just make more money than they already make. Uh, but I just think it'll hold so much back when it comes to creative. Like imagine you can't make an audible. Like imagine you can't you can't change the outcome. Like you know I I, I can't have a reference off the top of my head of like a like a, a like a significant like audible match change or whatever. But it does happen. Like something's about to happen. Like. Like, uh, oh, there you go. Like, the acclaimed, they should have won the championship at whatever that was, all out, right? Um, but they didn't. But, like, that heat and momentum and that all that stuff was awesome, and it was great, and, and the buildup was great. But you couldn't do that if you had to, like, predetermine it months in advance and, like, be beholden to betting. Like, I feel like that just, I feel like that just fucks so much shit up. But uh, it's happening. They're talking about it. I, I... I mean, we're only talking about two states. We're going to change the way we do our business, WWE, because of two legalizing gambling in two states. I don't know. I, f- I find the whole thing fascinating. Um, it may not be that big of a deal either. I may be overthinking it, but I find it fascinating. All right, story number eight. FTR's contract with AEW is ending soon, and they don't want to put WWE and AEW against each other. Uh, I guess the quote out there was, uh, they're looking just to be happy. Like They, they want to be happy. And good for FTR, you know. And I also heard a story that they had signed a contract uh, with AEW. I'm not sure on that. Um, the only story I saw was that their contract was coming up. Um, and it's like coming up next month too. Um, but FTR, I think, out of all the resources that AEW has, and I know we've talked about it on this podcast, and um, I'm sure the other podcasts have talked about it as well, FTR is probably like the biggest foul AEW has had. This whole time, um, I mean, they had an amazing 2022, but it wasn't in AEW. Uh, they had the ROH matches, the uh, AAA matches, the New Japan matches, and they had matches that were fun inside AEW. They had some storylines, but for the most part, their success was elsewhere. And they is it's just 
ridiculous. Now, obviously, they're on TV now, and um, they're most likely going to defeat the guns, uh, I'm assuming, soon. I don't think that's going to be something they're going to stretch out all the way to double or nothing. But um, AEW should be throwing bucket loads of money at them and let them can, – they can keep wrestling everywhere else. I wish they would have never lost all the belts. Um, maybe they, they want to take time off, and that's why they lost all the belts because they were gone for a little while. But um, FTR just completely getting fumbled big time in AEW, and hopefully – uh, with the direction they're going now, um, they'll win those belts, and they should have an epic title reign, and they should just be destroying every tag team in AEW. Um, but there's always a question, should they go to WWE? And um, there's, uh, I mean, if you even look at like the tag team division right now, I mean, the, the belts are most likely going to be won at WrestleMania by a team that's not a team right now. I mean, obviously, it's Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, so they have history and they've been a team before, blah, blah, blah. But still, they're not a team right now. Like, WWE doesn't have tag teams. And while AEW is not the greatest in tag teams right now, they they do have way more significant, you know, embedded tag teams. So I'm hoping that FTR does, in fact, stay with AEW. Number seven, Alexa Bliss's hiatus. Apparently... Uh, there was rumors that she's going to be on an extended hiatus, and uh, Alexa Bliss tweeted back and said, nah, not because of me. Um, you know, kind of like whatever she says, they know where to find me or some shit like that is whatever she posted. I really don't know what to do with her, man. Um, they've really fumbled the bag hard uh, ever since, like, her final Raw championship um, reign, uh, whatever that was. 2019 or whatever it was i think it was 2018 maybe actually uh she's just kind of been there and um she was a pretty good champion good pretty good heel and uh you know i'm a, i've said it before on this podcast i'm not a fan of her end rework um i think her uh, most recent match that she had was not good and uh i think that was at the royal rumble it wasn't good and um who knows what the hell is going on with Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy. And that storyline is kind of all over the place. And it includes her for some reason. Um, I thought she finally got set free from all that uh, that stuff because it didn't work for her. It worked, It works for Bray Wyatt, but it don't work for her. Um, or at least uh, the when she was with The Fiend, it didn't. So, But we haven't seen anything. We don't know. She didn't even have a chance to, to flourish. She just went away. And she's still away. And apparently it's not her fault. So... Um, but like I said, I really personally don't like her in ring work that much at all. So, um, her character is always dope and I'm always down for a good character, but in ring work, uh, leaves, uh, something to be desired. All right. Number six, Dave Meltzer gives MJF versus Brian Danielson Ironman match 5.75 stars. Now I believe the, I mean, there's layers of this and obviously you have your opinions on the Dave Meltzer, um, star scale, if you will, but, um, it is a measurement tool. It's one of the only measurement tools we have out there. And uh, while sometimes inconsistent, you know, it's there. And um, I believe this is MJF's first five-star match, which is why we're talking about it today. And um, I'm pretty sure like 4.5 of those stars are for Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Bryan Danielson. Um, but MJF, he showed up and showed out in that match, man. The heel work was great. Taking the water breaks was great. Um, I wish the ending happened a little better. I think, I think they could have got away with him just. I think they could have got away with him making Danielson tap out with maybe using like a illegal rope hold or something like that. 
Like, so he's still cheating, but he's not, like, the blatant, here we go, here's the oxygen tank, you know, whatever. I mean, I still like the fact that Danielson tapped out because we need, while he is the heel, he needs to be a badass. And um, for Roman Reigns, while he still uses, uh, while he still uses the Usos and the Bloodline to cheat, he he still won without cheating before. Like, he still won successfully. And uh, MJF definitely needs a little bit of that. Uh, so he doesn't like turn into like just the, the true snarky heel. Um, but I mean, they both bled and they were both, I mean, an hour long match. So, uh, it was fantastic. It was definitely match of the week and, uh, congrats to both of them on 5.57 or 5. 5.75 stars. Story number five, Rey Mysterio announces the first entry in the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2023. Way, 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 way overdue, right? I mean, uh, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, long enough you know that uh, I'm a WCW mark, so that's what I was doing. I was on the WCW side of the Monday Night Wars back in the 90s. Um, I watched WCW from 97 to, yeah, 99. Yeah, right around 99. I think I quit watching wrestling right after goal, right after finger point of doom, the finger poke of doom. Right after that is when I kind of stopped watching. Um, and uh, Rey Mysterio was obviously heavily involved in all of that. Got to see him wrestle live on a WCW uh, Saturday night taping, um, which was great. And uh, yeah, now I mean, I don't know what else to say other than this is phenomenal news that he's finally going in the Hall of Fame, and hopefully we're getting that Dominic uh, versus Ray match at WrestleMania. Um, and please, please, please let the Judgment Day show up and interrupt his Hall of Fame speech. Please let it happen. All right, number four. AEW announces that the All-Atlantic Championship will change to the International Championship. I'm going to keep slipping up and almost calling it the Intercontinental Championship. Um um, I don't know. I think I don't know if I care or not whether or not it has his name. I think the name is a little bit more effective. All Atlantic is kind of weird. Like, what does that mean? But international is way more specific. And uh, obviously, uh, Orange Cassidy is defending the the. I think this is like the final defense of the All Atlantic Championship, and the crowning and the winner will be the international champion um, this week on Dynamite up in Canada. And uh, they made uh, they made a point to mention that All Atlantic Championship is the only title to ever change hands on international soil. So I mean, it'd be cool if they do something with it, and I'm sure Jeff Jarrett's going to win it, and that'll be fascinating. Um, right now, the the All Atlantic Championship has more heat and weight behind it than the TNT Championship does, um, especially after that weird bullshit this week. With I mean, I'm all for uh, Powerhouse Hobbs winning it, but. Uh, that was just a weird match and a weird ending, and I don't know, man. Uh, so I'm all for the international championship, um, and I'm kind of for Jeff Jarrett having it. Um, and obviously, he's got a lot to do behind the scenes with uh, AEW going to England, hitting house shows, and stuff like that. So um, I want to see it defended everywhere too. Like Pack was doing that for a little bit. He was defending the All Atlantic Championship like on indie shows, and I thought that was awesome. Like let's. Okay, that's where AEW needs to re- realize that they're not WWE. Don't be WWE, AEW. Just be AEW. All right, WWE announces that Lita, Tristatus, Tr- start that over. WWE announces that Lita, Tristratus, Becky Lynch will battle damage control at WrestleMania. Logan Paul will battle Seth Rollins. And, of course, John Cena versus Austin Theory for the U.S. Championship at WrestleMania. Now, I think... Those last two, we just we knew were coming either from the dirt sheets or just the way the story's been building. But I find the triple threat 
fascinating, or excuse me, the the trios match uh, fascinating with damage control, and then of course Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, and Lita, because uh, the dirt sheets and heavy rumors that it was going to be Ronda and Shayna versus um, uh, Lita and Becky. But uh, apparently that's still on the table too. Apparently night one, night two, kind of a scenario where uh, Becky and Lita will wrestle twice. And I don't know how I feel about that because there's already the the rumors that a lot of WWE talent, not a lot, maybe some, are a little bummed that uh, some of the legends are getting places in the card uh, over them. And now you're going to have a legend take two spots, essentially, with Lita. So... Um, I'm going to be at WrestleMania, so I'm excited to see that. I'm obviously excited to see John Cena. I've never seen him uh, live before, so that's going to be fascinating and awesome. And uh, I've never seen Trish Stratus or Lita, too, so that would be great. Um, and, yeah, that's what's going on with WrestleMania. Hopefully more matches will be announced this week because we're getting super close to WrestleMania. Number two, Vince McMahon was backstage at Raw this week. Um, apparently he was just kind of putzing around backstage because obviously John Cena was on stage and he had a mustache. I saw the picture. It was, uh, fascinating. Um, rumors were that he didn't say anything to anyone about creative or nothing. He was just back there to support John Cena and, uh, just be the creep that he has become. Um, and of course he had to go with the mustache. Like Vince, read the room, bro. Read the room. And number one, Jay Uso turned on Sami Zayn this week. Um, and nice pop too on Monday Night Raw. Obviously, that story is just so beautiful, which is why you can listen to Chapter 1 of the Epic of the Tribal Chief here on the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network, where I'm breaking down um, the two-and-a-half-year reign of Roman Reigns uh, as not only champion, but with the bloodline. Uh, but yeah, no, that was great, and I'll be, I, th- I think this week is when we'll finally get the tag team match announced. And the tag team match should main event night one, period. Uh, this should be a bloodline storyline driven WrestleMania because that is wrestle that is WWE's story. That is what they have. That's what they got, guys. And while they have these other cool things going on, the bloodline is what's really making them whole. And it's gonna be sad when everyone loses their titles at uh, WrestleMania because what are we gonna do then? Like, what's WWE like? Cody Rhodes, you better fucking buckle up, buddy, because you got some giant shoes to fill. Um, but that turn, the super kick, the hug, and then the super kick, that was phenomenal. And uh, WWE doing what WWE does best. Um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That's a very short episode today. Like I said, thank you so much for being patient with me and uh, you know, just trying to get through life and work and uh, being busy as hell and not being able to sit down in front of the, in front of the microphone and put out a podcast. Um, you know, usually I have time to do the podcast, but the problem is I just don't have time to consume wrestling content. And, uh, these last, I would say the last three months of work have just been pretty damn busy and, uh, you know, a little bit overwhelming and I've just been tired and haven't been able to keep up with wrestling like I should. And, um, but WrestleMania is coming up. I'm going to WrestleMania and I've got some great ideas for some WrestleMania content. Let's see if I'm able to execute them with my time and stuff like that. But, um, thanks again for being a supporter of the show and a supporter of what I'm trying to do here and what all the boys at the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network are doing. You guys have no idea how much we love doing this stuff. And um, show some love. Give us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. And uh, go like us on Instagram. Like our stuff. Follow our stuff. Take care of us, man. Uh, We love doing this, and we love making y'all happy. Um, 
You can follow me on Instagram at I Hate Gurge Brooms. You can follow this podcast at From the Top Rope Podcast. You can follow the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network at WrestleBuzz on Instagram, at WrestleBuzz with three Z's on Twitter, at WrestleBuzz on TikTok. You can follow our brothers over at the Wrestling Journal Podcast, at the Wrestling Journal Podcast, and over at Project Kayfabe on Instagram, at Project underscore Kayfabe. Uh, Project Kayfabe Wrestling Journal Podcast from the top rope, all here on the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. Amongst specials, you know, we do special episodes where we preview, review shows, um, you know, we did trivia shows. We try to do a lot of stuff around here whenever we have time and just go show us some love and we appreciate you guys. And until next week, we'll see you later. Ciao.